Satsang Podcast with Sri, Self-Effulgence, The True Prosperity. I recently wrote an article, which I'm sure you will read, and that will be in the next newsletter with the same topic of self-effulgence, the true prosperity. I thought to elaborate more on this topic for those Satsang Podcast members, as you are the ones who are ready now to advance in this understanding. You are the ones who are putting your attention more completely on that self-effulgence, on the knower, on the true being, and wanting to live more from that awareness. So, I thought to give the deeper meaning of this topic to those highly aware ones who are wanting to become established in this truth in this true prosperity that you are. In these strained economic times, we can become aware of how much fear, how much doubt, how much skepticism there is. And then the other side, how much hope, how much inspiration that we're getting now from the hope of a new presidency, of some change that will bring about positive results. But as meditators, we become aware that that is the level of change. Sometimes the change will be positive, sometimes not. Even the new president-elect Obama has said it's not that this road is going to be an easy one because much change is needed to get back to prosperous times in the world and to get back to a state of peace or to, to... unfold a state of peace in the world. This is not an easy task. Why is this task so difficult? Well, as meditators, we come to see that it's the very mind, it's the very human being that's peaceless. It's the very one who is talking about finding peace outside in the world that is already fighting within their own mind, within their own emotions, with the family, If you can't get along with your spouse, if you can't get along with your mother, your mother-in-law, your children, then how can one be expected, how can you be expected to have a peaceful world? So this all starts with you. This all starts from your own universe that's created within your own head. So people believe that they will be prosperous when they have a certain amount of money in their bank account, when they have a certain amount of acquired things, comforts, new car, new house, with all the amenities. However, if we really observe, and as I said clearly in the article, that we've observed people that have all of that and there's still fear of losing it. There's an inability to actually remain at peace, even with having so much. I remember when I was working in Florida, teaching meditation, there was one student of mine, and she was a very wealthy woman who had a mansion on the ocean. She used to come to the meditation classes, and she said to me one day, I just can't find any time to meditate. And I said to her, well, that's really hard to believe. People." struggling so hard or dreaming of having all that you have house on the ocean beautiful view 
of the sea, fresh sea air to breathe. How can this be? And she said, well, I have a staff and they're always around. They're always asking me questions. They're always wanting to know how to do this or what they should do. And they don't leave me alone for one moment. They're bringing every problem that occurs in the household and in the business to me all the time. And I have no time or no place that I can go to be alone. I found this outrageous. I found it unbelievable that this person who had so much, who achieved that which most people can only dream about achieving in their lifetime as far as comfort and mansion on the ocean, and she was dissatisfied, she was unhappy, she was unable to find peace because she didn't have even time to meditate. So I said to her, I gave her some practical solutions. I said, well, you know, when you go to the bathroom, is that not time for yourself? Maybe you can meditate there. And she said, yes, that's a possibility, but I have to have the shower running for nobody to even knock on the door. And then I suggested, how about just going out onto the beach and sitting in front of the water and meditating there. And she said, yeah, that might work, but people will follow me there. So of course the solution is she has to stand up for herself and tell people that she needs her time for meditation. That is essential. But the key to the story is that one must, in any situation that they're in, find the time to meditate on that source, on that knower, because the delusion is, the illusion is, that prosperity, that peace, will come when everything is in order in your life, when everything is established in the way your mind tells you it should be. So those that are experiencing fear right now, because there might be some loss or proposed loss, and this fear of the future, this regret for maybe having not handled your finances in the way you thought or others may have thought you should have, that this will prevail in the headspace of the human being. But as we've seen, even those who have so much still are worried and doubtful and unable to have peace. So we want to then become established within, in the state of peace, in the state of ease, in the state of freedom that we are. And it sounds simple. However, for those of us, for those of you who have practiced this, you know it does take practice. It takes sadhana. It takes examining what that space is, what that pure being is. So, for that knower, for that drishta, it's all self-effulgence. There's no need, there's no want for anything else because you experience yourself as that pure, free, forever being. That's always free, that's always pure. So then what happens that you're now not experiencing so when you examine, you come to realize that that you, that was pure free forever, that you experienced in your meditation, or that you were aware of when you woke up from deep sleep, that you were there but all was fine, that you, when you say, I woke up, when the mind comes in or the waking state appears, then division occurs. So now there's a mixture. It's not just you pure. It's you mixed with a mind. It's you mixed 
as this body, mind, intellect, ego. So, as the drishta, as the seer, or the knower, does not experience anything, the nature of the division occurs when the three gunas, and we'll go over those briefly, sattva, rajas, and tamas, which are always moving, there's always a mixture or an interplay between the three. So when one is dominating, when there's more rajas, the mind is active, the ego mechanism is functioning, and you become a human being who says, I need happiness, I need peace. So then, for that human being, you need to establish everything in your world to accumulate that which will make you feel comfortable, easy, secure, and keep struggling and fighting and working and studying and doing that which will bring the maximum amount of gain and the minimum amount of loss. However, we've all come to realize that that's the changing field. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you gain, sometimes you lose. So, when that waking state is believed as the reality, the gunas are moving, so either there's rajas that's creating more ideas and thoughts and beliefs and needs, concepts, in order to create happiness. So there's attachment. When attachment brings pain, then there's aversion, rag and dwesh. When there's fear of loss, there's abhinivesh, fear of death. And it all stems from the first klesh, or the first trouble, which is avidya, ignorance of the self. So a little bit more rajas creates ignorance of the self, just for experience sake, for no other purpose of the self. So now this experience comes because that light of the self is shining on the intellect, on the chitta. And now movement happens. So just like a still lake, and now some wind comes, and then there's movement, there's waves. And then there's no choice for the human being other than to do the things that will bring maximum comfort and minimum pain. If tamas is prevailing, then there's a dullness. There's an inability to move. There's a lot of fear and worry and anxiety. And then, for those moments of sattva, which is the light, which is the balanced state of the three gunas, then there's some hope. There's some vision, like we're all feeling now, with that hope for change in the world. Those are sattvic conditions. So for the yogi, for the meditator, we want to get free from the mind, which is the interplay of these three gunas, and we want to return back to the drishta, to that knower, which is forever pure, forever free. So we examine in meditation. We examine that space that is seen with closed eyes. And we become aware, you can become aware, through this examination, that that space is whole, is complete, is pure peace is self-effulgent. It doesn't need anything, anyone else to be satisfied, to be free. 
It doesn't need any amount of money or any amount of bank balance. It doesn't rely on not having an, a, a bank balance or not having money either. Whatever the situation is in your life, you are still, you are always that self-effulgence. So we can see that prosperity, when it is sought only externally through having things and creating wealth, will not bring the satisfaction because it's on the level of change. Sometimes the mind will feel satisfied, but it gets what it wants and then it needs the next thing. That's just the nature of the changing field of the mind. So rather than searching for that prosperity externally, we start to experience in meditation the state which is self-effulgence, which is pure prosperity, which is pure peace, which is pure being. And from that direct experience, we observe that if division happens, if vasana, which is that division and then moves into desires for that which you don't have, comes, then it's because you're dividing. It's because now you've become this illusory mind that says, I need this, I want that, and I need satisfaction for myself because I'm not experiencing that state of satisfaction. But when you're experiencing directly, or when you're knowing, which is a better word, directly, the knower. It's not the mind that knows, it's the knower that knows. Then you are established in pure being, in pure knowingness, which is the highest prosperity. Now the question might arise, but if I'm knowing the knower, if I'm established in pure being, then how do I do all the things in the world? How do I create comfort? And the answer is that you don't. You are not the doer as a mind that will create all of this for yourself. You are the whole. You are the pure being. And when you're established in that, there's no division. So as everything unfolds from that, everything will move as it does, just like the dream happens by itself. Now, for the pure being, and we've observed through watching Swamiji and watching those who have realized that self, that the life is a great play, the life is a great joy. One doesn't become fixed, one doesn't become stuck in any particular way of being. One is needless and free. And for the one who's needless and free, everything comes to that one because that is the solution state. That is the state that everyone is searching for. When you're knowing yourself as that, then people naturally want to learn from you. They want what they see in you because they know that there is a knowingness that they are one with that. So you all know, we all know, that purity of being that we are, which is that one being, which is Guru, which is that highest light that shines alone everywhere. So the trick of the mind is that if I think, if I engage in my mind and try to figure it all out, try to get the right investments, 
try to make the right decisions, try to have the most I can for my family, feel separate from those that are not in my family. So there's jealousies, there's resentment, there's ego. The trick of the mind is from that perspective, I will have everything that I want and I have to keep fighting and struggling till one day this body will no longer be and then the struggle will be over. So we're saying no, no to that mind, no to the belief in that divisive state that's not self-effulgent, that's based on external gain in order to be happy, that's based on external gain that results in attachment, which is rag and dvesh, which is aversion, and then ultimately abhinivesh, or the fear of death, which comes because no matter how much you've acquired, you can't hold on to it, you can't take it with you. What you can take with you, what is always with you, is you, which is pure, free forever. Again, this sounds simple, but this is why you're listening to these podcasts, and this is why we keep broadcasting these podcasts, so that the attention now, which has been trained so much in this lifetime, and maybe even in many other lifetimes, to believe the mind, to believe that I exist as an individual form, body, mind, personality, and this is the world that I have to function in to get the most satisfaction for myself, for my loved ones, that's possible. And to be in aversion to anything that's other than that. So this training has gone on for so long to become an individual. This mixture state has occurred where the pure self, the pure drishta, becomes mixed with the mind and then believes it to be true. But now we're seeing in meditation that that knower, that that drishta, is at the back, is at the source of it all. For without you, for without you the knower, nothing else could come into manifestation. So we meditate on that source, on that high prosperity, that true prosperity, which is already inherent in you. That's the cosmic joke, because it's already you. It's not like you have to become it. It's not like if you do enough studying, enough listening to these podcasts, enough reading, that one day you will be realized, you will be enlightened. No. It's tuning in. In this very moment, the very practice, the very abhyas, or practice, or sadhana, is to know you as you are right now, right in this moment. So as soon as you close your eyes, that is you. You close your eyes and you watch you as pure space, as pure being, as amaram hum, as maduram hum, as immortal and as blissful. And then when the mind appears to come, just like the illusion in the dream appears to come to the dreamer that's dreaming. But when you wake up, you know it was just a dream. So now you become aware that when the mind comes, when the movement of these three gunas begins, so that you, the knower, can experience the illusory nature of your own creation, 
that you know it for what it is. You know that you've never been anything other than knower. You've never been anything other than the pure being. And then you can dance and play in all of life's situations from the standpoint of freedom. Enjoy it all, enjoy the mind, but know it's not you. Enjoy all the ups and downs as they come, but know it's not you. Because the one who's knowing, the very knower, when it becomes established in itself, is that freedom. And there's no worry there, there's no fear, there's no tension, there's no agitation, there's no concerns about what's happening in the economy, who will be president, who won't be president. That all goes on on the level of the mind. And what will happen in the future, that all goes on on the level of the mind. But you know your mind for what it is, the movement of that same consciousness. And you become established in the true prosperity, which is self-effulgence. So anytime the mind tells you that I need this, I want this to happen, I should do this, I should go there, maybe a vacation will help, maybe some time away will help. What you're really saying is that you're in your mind, you're in your thoughts, you're in your feelings, and you're believing them to be real. So the true vacation, the highest vacation, is the vacation that comes from vacating that mind with its thoughts and beliefs and concepts that you believe to be real but are just changing, that are unreal for the one who knows the source. So anytime this mind engages you in believing it needs something else, it craves something else, it has to do something in order to get its freedom, to get its peace, you reverse your understanding, you reverse the nature which moves outward and you turn it back to your source which is forever the same which is pure free forever and then you trust that from that because we've observed that from that everything comes that everything will unfold perfectly which means there will be no division in you which means that that which is you which is the prosperity of the whole universe is yours and you will remain prosperous you will remain free you will remain as you are amaram ham maduram ham amaram ham maduram ham amaram ham maduram ham amaram ham maduram ham amaram ham Maduram hum, Amaram hum, Maduram hum, Amaram hum, Maduram hum.